I'm Darius and I'm Sam and welcome to the Arts with Shoe podcast. This podcast is by young people for young people just to talk about the things that we care about. We're here to give you a voice whether that's the voice of your creativity, your professionalism or just something that you're doing that you feel needs to be spoken about. And if you want to get in touch and actually get on this podcast you really can. We don't like I mean, we promise. And we genuinely, we promise. But the real question here is, are you listening? I mean, are you listening? Are you listening? Are you listening? <laughs> Let's just get on into the podcast. Hello, hello, hello. We are back, finally, with another episode of the Oxford Youth Podcast. Um, I'm Sam. I'm one half of the hosting duo. I'm missing my second half today. Darius is gone, but he's back later. He'll be back with another episode, I promise. You're not stuck with me for too long. So, today marks the inaugural flight of our LGBTQ plus mini-series. Um, this is a mini-series where we're diving into the history, personal experiences, advice, tips, tricks for both LGBTQ plus members and for allies. Now, this will be a couple of episodes. There's lots to go into. It's a huge topic, but we're going to kick off today with a few quite important topics. And to help us, we've got some really cool de- guests. Ben, who are you? Where you come from? Uh, I'm Ben. My pronouns are they, them. You've heard me on this podcast a couple of times before, but, you know, I'm hoping to take a lead with this LGBTQ plus uh, miniseries. So look forward to seeing me a little bit more. Um, yeah, I work with Oxfordshire Youth, um, and that's all there really is about me. That's interesting enough. Megan, who are you? Where you come from? Oh. I'm Megan. I use she, her pronouns. I'm Ben's childhood friend. And I've been invited on today. Um, but yeah. Hi. It's okay. Molly. I'm Molly. My pronouns are she, her, hers. And um, I work with Art T down in Cowley. And I met Ben when we were all locked together in a manor house to learn leadership. <laughs> I have many questions about how locking people in a house teaches leadership, but I'm sure oh, there's, I'm sure there's four. Oh, it did, somehow. it did. Was it kind of a Lord of the Flies deal where one of them took, <laughs> yeah, one of them took leadership, the other one ate a kid at some point. That's yeah. cool. Well, that's... We were the only two that came out alive, so we're here now. Spectacular. Survival. It's, it works for you. KJ, hello. Hi, uh, I'm KJ. I use uh, Z and they pronouns. Um, I know Ben from school. They're pretty cool uh yeah uh we did like drama club together for a couple of years r.i.p <laughs> <laughs> and yeah i am just very gay <laughs> that's what we like to hear that's cool that's cool mm-hmm. um i'm a relative uh idiot when it comes to lgbtq plus the history of it i consider myself an ally but in terms of the depth of information that is available out there i'm not that well versed i must admit i i i understand pronouns i understand gender identity sexual identity and i'm accepting of all however there is a lot that i don't understand so for this i'm going to hand, o- hand over to ben and i'm going to learn i'm going to sit here and i'm going to learn and i'm well i'm looking forward to hearing some experiences so ben please do take it away oh thank you Sam. Uh, I think I think 
the first thing that happens when you become, become a part of the LGBTQ plus community is coming out. Uh, so that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, so I, I think first, if people are comfortable sharing their coming out stories, I think that'd be great. Just because I think it, it gives a, you know, a good feeling of what it's, it's like, I feel a lot of people, you know, yeah, some personal experiences, because I, I guess there's a lot of people in the world who are struggling to come to terms with their identity, either gender, sexual, whatever it may be. And I think modern days, hearing other people's stories and how other people have come out can actually be really helpful. So yeah, that's a really good idea, Ben. Mm. Why, why don't you why don't you kick it off, Ben, if you're comfortable to do yeah. so? I'm cool with that. Uh, so I'm I'm pansexual. Uh, with my sexuality, I never I never really came out. That's the that's the thing. I kind of just decided I was bisexual at first. I kind of just decided one day, and then I was like, you know, I'm gonna slip this into conversation and see if people notices. I wasn't exactly brave about it, you might say. Um, but then then it just kind of. There was never one point where I just came out um, for that, which was interesting. Uh, but with with being non-binary, I did I did come out because I thought I kind of I kind of want people to use they them pronouns with me, um, and if I don't come out, no one's going to know. And I went for the what I call the strategy of just kind of saying it, <laughs> just kind of going up to someone and saying, "Hey, can I talk to you?" Then going into a side room and then just saying it. I haven't found a good strategy yet. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> is is there a good strategy, uh, or is it just a let the world know and let the world deal with it? I don't know. I'm a I'm a big fan of over text because that's so much. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Less... Text is just <laughs> stunning. Um, yeah, you get you get used to it though. Like I'm mm. pretty I'm pretty good at saying it mm. now, but the first time I was like the first time I I came out. Um, as non-binary I, I talked to my friend I was talking to a friend and I said hey can I talk to you and then I, I kind of I kind of avoided the topic for like a minute <laughs> before before actually saying anything it was it was not my proudest moment um, but yeah that's how that's how it went for me would you um, would you say that you struggled to come out at all did you say that there was ever anything that kind of blocked you to getting to that point of being comfortable saying it out loud I, I would say that, yes. Hmm. I, I never thought I was uncomfortable with other people knowing. I'm, I've always been pretty comfortable with other people. I don't really mind if they judge me, and I think I'm, I'm in a pretty accepting community anyway. I think the barrier for me was more I wasn't certain of what I was myself. It was more hmm. I don't want to come out and then, um, and then be like find out that I'm not that. Which of course now I've developed a bit. I've you know I've realised that you know coming out and then deciding that you're not whatever you say you are is fine. You know exploration is good, but at the time I was I was very afraid. Um, to... I think that's that's quite relatable for a lot of people within the community, the people I've spoken to, and you know, as a straight white male, um, I. I don't think I ever realised until I started speaking to people how much people struggle with kind of coming to terms with it in themselves because it's it's reasonably well accepted. It's nowhere near as accepted as it should be in the mm. in the major world, but it's more accepted than it has been in the past, which means 
I guess, like you said, coming out to people isn't the struggle. It's coming out to yourself and being, you know, very certain of that yourself. Megan, how about you? How about your story of entering the community? So I'm asexual and aromantic, and I figured the aromantic part out way later. So um, and for for like I said, for a relative beginner, um, I know I know what asexual means. Um, aromantic is a slightly more vague term. Please explain. Yeah. So a lot of people haven't heard the term, and that's understandable. So asexual means, um, in general, it means experiencing little to no attraction, sexual attraction to people. Um, and there's also romantic attraction, which is a separate thing. So a lot mm -hmm. of asexual people can still fall in love. A lot of aromantic people can still want sexual relationships. Um, being ace and aro, which is the abbreviations, mm -hmm. uh, means I'm not sexually or romantically attracted to anyone. Um, okay. And figuring out I was asexual felt... I thought I was bi for a little bit because I thought oh, I'm as attracted to women as I am men. So, you know, and then I was like, oh, that's 0%. Okay, <laughs> what is that? Um, let's Google it. Um, and I found the term. I remember I wasn't okay with it. I was like, oh, I'm going to be alone. I was very sad about it. So mm. I came up to my friends pretty quickly as a kind of, no, let's power through to the self-acceptance part at the end of the film. Let's go, power through. And I had some very bad friends at the time. They were not very nice about it. They made a lot of jokes about it. Um, but my current friends, a majority of them, we all kind of came out at the same time as something. So that's that's a nicer environment. Um, but yeah, figuring out I was ace, I thought, okay, that doesn't mean I will be alone because asexual people can fall in love. And then a few years later, I'm like, oh, no, I can't do that either. Uh, so that was difficult. But at this point, I'm really happy with it. I really, I'm not just okay with it. I really am happy with it, but it does take a while. So like, I feel like coming out to yourself is like the first step, like acknowledge, looking up terms and being okay with it. And I regret rushing into telling everyone. I kind of wish I'd waited till I was more happy with myself that's something yeah yeah being being sure of yourself before well like Ben said in case you change your mind but from from what I understand from gender and sexuality very much moving targets I think so yeah these, th these things can change mm. and that's okay yeah. and I think being okay with change as well is the next big step yeah, I think a lot of people are kind of understanding that it's okay to change. But I think personally, it's like a like I'm like if someone else came up to me and they said I want I I feel like I want to change, I'd be like cool. But it's like almost with myself, I have different standards. Um, <laughs> I feel which I you know I don't think it's very fair on myself, but I think it's just that kind of mental mental gap that I think a lot of us have to overcome. Well, sometimes the hardest person the ha the person you're hardest on is yourself. It's always the way with most people, I think. Um, Again, I didn't really have kind of a coming out experience. Um, secondary school was an interesting experience and it felt like everyone knew before I did. So I was getting bullied <laughs> for being gay before I knew I was gay. So new coming out to all uh, secondary school kids. 
Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's a scary place. At, yeah. At any age. Mm-hmm. I think I'm more scared of secondary school people than I was when I was in secondary school. <laughs> if that makes Teenagers sense. Teenagers are scary. Teenagers are terrifying. <laughs> but anyway, first, sorry. <laughs> that's okay. My first like experience with the LGBT plus community was I went to a wedding with with two of my mum's friends and they were both women and they were getting married and everyone was really chill with that and I thought oh file that away as a potential option <laughs> get married to a girl <laughs> um went went throughout my whole life completely completely denying it it's it's fine I like men and then I, and then I yeah it was when I got to secondary school and I was like I don't like men and this isn't okay <laughs> so I again it was kind of like just criticizing myself so everyone else who's gay is perfect and beautiful and that's fine but I'm filthy and disgusting <laughs> and if I look at women that's a sin but if they look at women that's absolutely fine and I love so, and support them but I'm gross. This is interesting actually I've come across this a couple of times because I did a um, weird little sub episode that was nothing to do with the Oxford Chief podcast it's just me and it's a TikToker um and she is bisexual, and she spoke about the issue of internalised homophobia. Oh, Not yeah. homophobia outwards, as in a hatred of mm-hmm. gay people, a problem with your own sexuality because it is part of the LGBT+. And mm-hmm. she, she grew up as a Christian. She grew up in a church, loved the church. Um, she was, you know, straight for many years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when she realised that she was bisexual, she struggled with that for a long time because of her upbringing, because of what she described as internalised homophobia, mm-hmm. but not an outwardly homophobic thing, which is which I didn't understand because to me, homophobia means really terrible, outwardly facing hatred of gay people. Yeah. So would you say that's something you experienced as well? Not an outwardly hatred of people of the LGBTQ plus community an issue with yourself definitely within myself so I'd grown up in such an accepting family and I saw all and I saw people in the LGBT community all the time and they were all beautiful and valid but it was me that was a problem (laughs) it's weird isn't it yeah I don't know Oh, on my dad's side, well, my dad's side of the family is Russian, so I'm quite thankful that I never had to come out to my Russian grandmother because I would have been sent back to Russia same day shipping. But other than that, everyone else has been chill. <laughs> I guess, yeah, there are definitely certain parts of the world, certain parts of every community almost that still have that sense of, it's again, it's an upbringing thing, I think. A lot of people who have grown up around, you know, there is a huge subsection of society that grew up in a time where gay, being gay was physically illegal. And whilst mm-hmm. they might not think it's awful, because they grew up like that, it's always going to be at the back of their mind like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's episodes like this, it's projects like this that are aiming to change that. So it's always nice to see. But like I say, Russia is one of those countries that really needs to dig its way out of the Stone Age, really. Yeah. So finally, KJ. Hi. Would you like to tell uh, us about your experience? Absolutely. Um, so I've come out as like a, a, just a lot of things and I've been wrong many times. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I've come out as pansexual, gender fluid, asexual. Um, I thought I was bi at one point. That was like right at the start of even figuring out what I was. So at this point, being wrong isn't really a fear of mine because I just, I'm just kind of like, okay, I guess that's a thing now. Um, I first like properly came out to multiple people as pansexual um, and like coming out to my friends was absolutely fine like it was not a big deal at all but my parents was just so terrifying I remember I just did it in the worst way possible I was just like sat on my bed crying my eyes out and they were like dude it's not even that big of a deal please calm down um so that was a whole time um uh my gender I genuinely don't know a specific time when I like came out as non-binary which is what I currently identify as um I think I just sort of dropped hints here and there and everyone picked up on it. Um, I remember like I told my mum that I wanted to use a different name and pronouns and I just started pestering my family whenever they got it wrong. And it like, yeah at this point I coming out is not a big deal at all because if someone doesn't accept me I'm like okay don't talk to me then okay bye because um I think like what helped me so much was that I was in such an accepting community from the start like um my girlfriend has been out as pan since like year eight and I was so I always knew that there was like someone there that was like me and I think that what really kick-started my questioning experience was just going on YouTube and starting to see all of these like gay YouTubers and just thinking that um I might be like that I don't think I've really ever had any internalized homophobia towards myself. I think maybe at the start. Have you always um, been quite confident in who you've been at that point in time? Obviously, like say, it changes and things yeah. do change with time. Everything changes. Yeah. So have you always been quite confident in yourself about who you are and how you want to identify? Yeah, pretty much. Um like I'll just come out as if I if I feel really strongly one way I'll come out and then maybe two weeks or months or even years later I'll figure out I'm wrong and I'll come out again and it's just it's really never been a big deal for me and I I I don't really um 
come out that publicly to most people. Like, if I want people to know my pronouns, I'll tell them my pronouns. Mm. But I'm not going to go into a whole, like, big thing. Because I, it's, you know, it's, like, important to me. But it's not that big of a deal to me, honestly. Like, it's just there. (laughs) Pronoun thing for me is really interesting because... And I noticed it, I starkly noticed it at the start of this meeting because I introduced myself first and I just said, hi, I'm Sam. It's never occurred to me. And I I actually started noticing it in meetings a little while ago. So at my old job, I started noticing. So I changed my email header to have my pronouns in it because I noticed so many people were doing it. And it was really great to see because I'd heard from my friends in the LGBT plus community about how important it is to normalise not just assuming pronouns and I think by kind of making this kind of and like you say it's reminding people when they're wrong not in a way that's kind of attacking them because of it but just you know I understand this might be difficult to get to but this is where what we're aiming for this is what's important so that's really interesting to see your intro your thoughts on that yeah so that's that's (laughs) thank you so much everyone for sharing that Ben I'm gonna go back to you yeah cool i just there was there was something that you said you were talking about coming up to your parents and i i thought i would i thought i would bring up as something that that made that i thought of when you brought that up for me personally it was it was kind like it was it was kind of difficult to get it done but i found it i found it a lot easier to come up to my friends than i did to figures mm-hmm. of authority um I guess like my parents and if I because I'm not going to come out to the schoolers um like pansexual because I don't feel a need to do that but I wanted to come out as non-binary to my school because I wanted you know if possible you know teachers to use they them pronouns with me um I think I think the experience of coming out to figures of authority is really was really nerve-wracking for me and I was just wondering if other people have had similar experiences if you've if you've done that so when I came out to my parents my mom was very like oh okay cool and my dad was like that's that's called nothing and I'm like oh uh thanks uh yikes and and, you know he told me like oh you you know you're probably a late bloomer it don't worry about it you're only 16 I'm like I'm 16 you're too you're too young to know that but the funniest thing is when I was 18 uh me and him were in the car and um I was talking so I'm I have this friendship with someone where we call each other wives and we're both a zero um and it you know it's like bordering on the line of romantic but not actually planning on being in a relationship um, and I was just talking about her and my dad was like, oh, are you still, are you still asexual? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, I guess you didn't grow out of it. And he believed me because I'm 18 now. So I guess I'm old enough to know who I am. Now I'm legally old enough to buy my own alcohol. That's when you know. Um, but yeah, it, that, that was kind of funny. I'm glad he came around. But yeah, I was oh. never <laughs> angry about it. It was just like... Oh, no no you're not and I'm like 
So how, how much do you think age plays a role in these things? Do you think there's certain ages where people may, people feel more confident to come out because they feel like people will be more accepted? Like you say, your dad didn't accept it until, he was, until you were 18. Do you think that plays a role in a lot of coming out stories? People are afraid to come out sooner because they feel like they're too young and they won't be accepted because of it. I imagine for other identities that would be different, but with being asexual, it's often very like, well, everyone's that, and then and then you figure it out. Mm. So mm. he's very much like, oh, you, you just haven't figured it out yet. He wasn't angry or like refusing to accept anything. He just thought it just hasn't happened for you yet. Um, but I can't speak for other identities. I don't know if you guys have anything to add to that. I was going to say KJ and Ben as two you know, as gender yes. identifying people, um, do you think that age and particularly, I'm going to, puberty plays a role in whether or not people will accept you? Do you think as you're going through puberty and you, you know, you question your gender identity and come out as a different gender identity than your birth, do you think that plays a role, those different stages in life? Well, I can't speak from like personal experience since I've been like pretty well accepted, but like mm. um, there's just a lot of ignorance about trans kids, like mm. like proper young trans kids um, and like i th I think the main concern over it is you know like physical transition and stuff because you know it's all like it's big changes and stuff but no one I don't think people realize that no one's doing that to a young child hmm. so is there's it, really no need to be worried is it 16 or 18 for hormone blockers I, I, I had a friend who transitioned a year ago and uh, I think it's 18 I think well so. I think you can go on hormone blockers a lot sooner. Yeah, it's definitely well, puberty blockers aren't going to do much after sixteen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Like um, transition hormones. I think that's. Uh, I think it's sixteen, but mm. I'm not sure. The the information and all of the links to this, will, by the way, will be in the bio of this podcast. So mm -hmm. that's that's interesting because I think I noticed a lot of people who had been quite confident in who they were and it's almost to the point that we all knew that these people were identified differently but they didn't come out until sixth form and I wonder mm. if that is the age the age thing playing a role almost that you have to be a certain age before you can be sure of who you are but in reality mm. it's like you were saying earlier KJ nobody really knows who they are things change things always change yeah. and that's okay yeah, yeah. I, I think something we need to normalize is like the exploration for a young age, but also that just because someone is exploring doesn't mean that what they're currently identifying as you, you just because someone might change doesn't mean you shouldn't respect what they are at the moment. Like, yeah, it's, you know, um, be open to them changing, but don't feel like it's a like it's a necessary like it's a thing that has to happen. If I walk into a room wearing a nice T-shirt. And I say, I liked my T-shirt. I'm wearing this T-shirt today. And someone says, nice T-shirt. If I walk in the next day in a different T-shirt, is that going to be a problem? Mm. 
yeah i have oversimplifying major issues (laughs) yeah i've heard of like a really good um analogy for identities that i'm totally just gonna steal from this person um but basically identities are like shoe sizes like you can go from a size five to like a size seven but that doesn't mean you weren't exactly and it doesn't mean that when you're a size five you weren't valid i like that like yeah thank you miles mckenna (laughs) i think sometimes you do need to almost oversimplify very complex issues and I'll understand. I'll I'll be quite open in saying, I sometimes don't understand gender identities, but I'm accepting of it because I understand that this is how people feel, and that's okay because, you know, people are always, mate. You know, you always validate people's emotions, whether it's sadness, happiness, whatever. Why can't we do the same for their gender identity, for their sexual identity? Yeah. Although there are quite a few these days. That's the only thing I I think. I, there are so many different groups these days. And mm-hmm. I, I'd like to ask an open question to the community. Do you prefer being in a smaller category within a larger community than just some overall term? big question time yeah (laughs) i think um labels are just a whole hot mess Mm. in general but i i think it's really down to the person you can't tell everyone that they have to micro label themselves or some Mm. or put them in put themselves in a big category yeah i think i think um because some people as katie said some people do enjoy like learning looking through all of the different things and then picking one out that precisely matches them mm-hmm. i think i think i i'm kind of like that i do i do like having a label that's pretty precise but i also know some people who are like i don't want a label on me i mm. just don't like um someone i know they they they're part of the lgbt community um but they they say they don't they don't know what label they are and they're okay with that. Um, uh, they know what pronouns they're using. So it's, you know, they're, I think, yeah, they're comfortably unlabeled is I think how they would describe it. I think what I've realized recently is that until it's entirely normalized that gender is a moving target, sexuality is a moving target. Labels are important because it helps people realize that there are different people out there. Without labels, it would just be like looking at another person and expecting them to be like you. Until we normalise that everyone's different, but that's okay. Labels are important to help people realise why people are different, why they are this certain way. And that is my big topic for today, and I'm now going to hand back back to Ben. Uh, I mean... I feel like I've talked a bit. Does anyone else have anything that they want to add on to that? Um, I guess I quite like having a label because, or two labels even, because it comes with a subset community. So I love being part of the LGBTQ plus community. I love that we all fight fight for each other 
can stand together because heteronormativity and cis normativity is just that's what we have in common that's a bit of an mm. issue um but it's also nice to find the people for having a word that relate to what i've experienced um like seeing stuff like oh aromantics who are extroverts must be dying inside i see that meme and i'm like oh my god there are it's yeah it's just like things where people think stuff of you and you feel like oh i don't know i don't know what i think of myself and then you find these relatable things and it's like oh i'm understanding myself because other people have gone through this so i that's why i quite like labels but i know a lot of people don't want to like waste energy figuring out the precise science they just want to be themselves so so would you say that it's been like a really big help to you using that label to find other people who have been through similar situations and that's helped you move forward on your journey more more, rather than just saying i'm something we'll deal with it at a later stage yeah that's really cool yeah I think also something earlier, I don't remember what you said exactly, but you said something along the lines of you don't remember all of the labels. Uh, sorry for paraphrasing, Sam. Mm, no, no, no. Honestly, that is in, in broad terms. I, lo- I love hearing about people's stories and I've heard so many different. I, I, they, I used to work with somebody called uh, Dr. Clara Bar- uh, Barker at the University of Oxford um she is a transgender scientist who is really leading the charge for normalizing lgbt plus communities within science within education and particularly within higher education where it's very much a bunch of old white men sat on their bottoms on big piles of money um (laughs) and it's the simplest way i can put it and therefore the hierarchy follows quite closely behind it um clara is an absolute genius at simplifying things like gender identity, sexual identity for those who, that's the thing, being a straight white male, A, I find myself apologizing on behalf of other straight white males all the time because we are the worst. Um, B, I find myself constantly wanting to hear from experiences, constantly wanting to hear from how, and having it simplified because I've never experienced things like coming out. I've never experienced things like you know, questioning my own gender identity. Therefore, having it simplified is really helpful because it means I can be more understanding towards people when they explain it to me for the first time, yeah. having that overview. Um, and it is, yeah. And she actually went through the different, uh, the, at the time, the different identities and the different flags that they had. And there was so many. I remember just being and looking at this PowerPoint side and just go, whoa. And it's, yeah. it's a little bit terrifying, honestly, because I'm so scared of upsetting someone, of, um, you know, misgendering someone. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think that's okay. I think I think it's from, and I, everyone else can give their opinion on this as well. I think from, mm. from what I've learned in the community is that people aren't, they don't expect people to know all of the, everything there is to know. Uh, as someone as part of the community, I don't know everything there is to know. Um, I think I think what's more important is, as you said, the understanding of people's experiences and the 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 general acceptance. Although I do think I do think something while it while you don't need to know every term, I think something that's important is that we start getting like the major terms out there to mm. people. So 
people know how to talk about it, even if they're just talking about the large um, brush, like the large, the large picture, they're able to talk about the community. Mm. Um, what what does everyone think uh, think about that? Um, I mean, I think we need to normalize like asking people their um, identities and stuff, and we need to normalize not assuming based on appearance because mm. um, that's like so hurtful to some people yeah. um, like asking pronouns has been a great step that people have started to take recently um, and yeah like like you said I don't expect everyone to know everything I don't even know everything and I've been doing research on this for years and seeing so many identities like there's so many out there um and just education is so important really that's the bottom line of it all it's awesome i think that's a really nice point to end on actually that you don't have to know everything just be open listen to people learn what you mm -hmm. can Unless Ben, is there anything else that you want you wanted to talk about? Uh, not not particularly. I mean, you know, we could talk about this for hours. I'm sure. I think we could. Um, I really oh, think. Yeah. We could. But I don't want to. I don't want to keep people up all night long. Uh, <laughs> but what about our thousands of uh, eager listeners, Ben? Um, who are expecting? No, I'm joking. There's many more episodes to come for this series, so don't worry. There's a lot to do. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank, firstly, Ben for putting this all together. You'll be hearing a lot more from Ben over this series. They've done a fantastic job of bringing this all together, bringing people together, creating some fantastic topics. I'm really excited to see what they can bring for the rest of the series. I'm not going to be here for the next episode. Um, Darius will be taking back over. I'd also like to thank our amazing guests, Megan, Molly, KJ. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, it's been genuinely so interesting to hear about all of your experiences to hear about you know what's been going on what you think people can learn from your experiences it's yeah it's been really enlightening enlightening and i've really enjoyed it i've had a great time thanks cool. for having us thank you yeah Any, anything anyone us. would like to shout out any projects anyone's working on that they want to publicize this is your chance <laughs> ah yes here's a point when you came out or as you were struggling or enjoying your time in exploring your gender identity your sexual identity what did you find most helpful tips resources websites molly i know you mentioned youtube, yeah. what, what, YouTube. Let's, let's hear just, some let's anyone, is it just youtube <laughs> anyone who thinks they might be asexual or romantic i highly suggest looking at aven a-v-e-n uh it's a you can ask questions and you can see people's questions it's all anonymous and um it's it was really helpful to me and it's been helpful to a lot of people so that's or if you just want to learn about it go on to avon it's a good website um it might just be me that's that likes well i have a weird thing about talking to people but talking to as many people in the lgbt community so if there's a pride parade near where you are if you just go down to that and start chatting to random people <laughs> 
it might just be because I'm fascinated with people and experiences, but hop on social media and go find as many people in the LGBT community as you can and ask questions and just learn things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, social media is like just so perfect because you can find just about anyone who has had at least a similar experience to you. Uh, the amount of YouTubers that I just found when I was questioning who have shaped like my whole life has been insane. Just, yeah, just find people you relate to really. This is a side note. <laughs> It seems to be a common theme among LGBT people, but does anyone else take those am I gay quizzes online? Oh yeah. Oh my <laughs> yeah. god. Brilliant. Once again, thank you so much. Um, that's it. I've been Sam. These have been my wonderful guests, and this has been another episode of the Ox Achieve podcast. Thank you for listening. Come again next time. Yeah.